Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, April 9th, 2021. It has been 176 days since the Tony nominations were announced. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tiamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I'm sorry. Yesterday was such a slow news day for I you and know. Grace. Nothing we, we really to talk had about. To, we really had to go through like the back pages of news. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was hard uh, because we usually find our sources on like Playbill and everything, and there's nothing to be found. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was that was our pre-recording conversation bleeding over. Anyway, um, one thing that is not a joke, um, but is very serious and actually very exciting that I want to mention before we get into the news. Starting on Monday at 7:30 a.m., the Broadway-focused vaccine pop-up site will launch at 47th and 7th in the former NFL experience location. Not only will the location help to get the industry back on stage by focusing on uh, theater professionals, but it will also employ anywhere from 80 to 100 Broadway workers who have been laid off to handle administrative support tasks while clinical nurses give out the shots. It will take a few weeks for the site to get up to like its peak operation, which makes sense, but once it does, it will be able to handle 1,500 jabs in the shoulder every Yay. single day. That's awesome. Actually, you are, you've been double shot up, right? I'm double done. I'm double shot You're up. You're double I'm, done? I'm two weeks out, so I'm officially at full efficacy. I'm good to go, man. Nice. I am, as of today, nine days away from shot number two, so I am uh, very excited about that. So if you need... Uh, to get a vaccination, you work in the theater industry, and you can get to 47th and 7th starting at 7.30 a.m. on Monday. Highly recommend you do that. Also, want to remind you all that we have a great This Week on Broadway coming up uh, on Sunday with Julie Halston. Head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. On Wednesday, the New York State Legislature passed a budget for the next fiscal year, and it has a lot of facets that should help the theater and arts communities. The budget contains 100 million buckaroos in tax credits for theater productions in New York City, as well as $40 million in grants specifically for -for not-for-profit arts organizations to aid them in recovering from the pandemic. There is also $800 million set aside in grants to fund small businesses businesses, including arts and commercial arts organizations. The budget also includes $2 million in COBRA insurance subsidies as well, which was something that um, all of the Broadway tangential unions were advocating for as well. The theatrical tax credit, which is that $100 million, um, that will allow productions to receive a 25% credit of qualified expenditures of up to $3 million in total, and is open to plays and musicals that have their first performance in this first fiscal year of the budget. And then in the second year, shows that have their first performance in that second year, they will be capped out at $1.5 million unless, quote, the New York City tourism economy has not sufficiently recovered. Let's please hope to God that doesn't happen. This is similar to the tax credit that we've talked about here on Today on Broadway before that has lured a lot of touring productions to upstate New York, Ashley, where you are currently right now, to have their technical rehearsals and open (laughs) tours. Right? Aren't you in upstate? Uh, I'm back home today. So so it was close. It was close. I I just left two hours ago, so I was there. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, actually, I am not financially intelligent enough to know if these numbers 
are appropriate or if the state's being cheap, but it does seem like lawmakers and unions and and advocate and advocates and activists um, seem to be pretty pleased with the negotiated results in the state budget. I think that's the best you can hope for, is because those groups all happy and agreeing on something is a major feat. So it seems like this is all good news in this case. And, you know, it, I try not – my grandfather used to always say, expect the worst, hope for the best. But the more we keep hearing, the more things sound positive, and I don't want to get my hopes up because, you know, uh, it could be yeah. anything and anything yeah. bad could happen. Um, but I just feel like we're moving in the direction of really, really positive it feels, yeah, it feels really optimistic for once and not just because I'm like fully vaccinated and can do things again, <laughs> but like yeah. the fact that I'm getting press releases, the fact that shows are opening, the fact that there were reviews for a show opening the other night, like still very bizarre to me and my brain hasn't switched over to that yet, but it's, it's, we're moving toward, you know, better days, I think. Finally, finally, finally. All right, Ashley, real quick, before we get into the rest of the news, let's talk about our sponsor for this week, Audible.com. Ashley, remind everybody what the Audible does. I don't know how you can forget what the Audible does, but if you have, it is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place where you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. Their newest plan, Audible Plus, gives you full access to their popular catalog. Now you can listen to all you want from thousands of audiobooks, original entertainment, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. Yeah, Ashley, uh, one that I want to point out is back on Sunday, this past Sunday, April 4th, was the anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. And anytime we got around that and people were talking about it, of course, the one thing that I thought about was Katori Hall's play The Mountaintop. There oh, is a yes. fantastic um, L.A. Theater Works audio production uh, of that on Audible starring uh, Asia Naomi King, who I've said before is one of my favorites. She's also getting ready to have a baby. Uh, and Larry Powell. If you are unfamiliar with this play, this is a phenomenal piece. Um, and I highly recommend you listen to that, especially with the anniversary just happening a few days ago. So visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. One more time this week, visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial today. All right, Ashley, let's run through some other news to end the week. I've got about four stories here. If you want to talk about any of them, feel free to stop me. First, yesterday, St. Anne's Warehouse announced that they would reopen with a, quote, hybrid congregation of in-person and virtual audiences to share in an evening of songs, parables, and incantations of loss, healing, and faith. This production will be uh, created by the Bingsons, whom I love, in, in collaboration with directors Ann Kaufman and Caitlin Sullivan. This still unfinished piece will be called The Broken Ear Set List, colon, Songs from Ohio. Ohio reference. You know, I love that. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. And will happen starting next week, April 15th and 16th. Tickets are now on sale for both um, the virtual performance and... 
the actual in uh, in person performance in Brooklyn at St. Anne's Warehouse. I don't know the Bengsons, and you said you love them, oh, so please yeah, tell yeah. me more. So they had a show at New York Theater Workshop a couple years ago, and then it did like a huge tour and was here in Florida for a long time. It was mm. called 100 Days. Um, the Bingsons are a real-life married couple, and 100 Days is like the story of their courtship, which lasted like a week or two, I think. Um, mm. I think they got married like a week or two after they, they met. Um, and it's really, uh, it's this folky, weird, interesting story. And they've done other things as well. Uh, but that's what I know them from. I saw it down here actually in Tampa. Um, and they're phenomenal. It's just a really, really Cute. cool, different thing. Yeah. They use theater and music together and it's kind of a concert. It's kind of a performance. Uh, but it's really, really interesting. So I, I have the, the St. Anne's Warehouse site up here, and I will be purchasing a ticket Good. as soon as we are done recording. <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Also excellent. Next, the Williamstown Theater Festival announced that live performances will be returning to WTF this summer, but they will be outdoors, socially distanced, and with safety prioritized. The acclaimed Suburb Festival will present outside on Main, colon, nine solo plays by Black Playwrights that will run from July 6th through the 25th and will be curated by Tony nominee Robert O'Hara. They will continue with Daniel Goldston and Don Landis's world premiere musical Row, which is hey. available on audible.com yeah, today. I talked about uh, I it yesterday. Talking- yeah. Yep. Um, this show will run from July 13th through August 8th and um, will include Grace McLean, who is on that Audible production yes. as well. The rest of the cast is to be announced. Then the, the season will conclude with Alien Slash Nation, an immersive site-specific theatrical experience from Michael Arden and his company, The Forest of Arden, which will take audiences on a journey throughout the city of Williamstown. Sounds cool. I'm not going to be mm. heading up to Williamstown this summer, but if I were in the area, that's something that I would Most probably very definitely. much enjoy. Most definitely. Next up, Variety reports that Jamie Foxx will executive produce a taped special of Dominique Fishback's one-woman show, Subverted, in which she plays more than 20 different characters. The play depicts, quote, the destruction of black identity as seen through her eyes. Actually, I'm not familiar with this play, but I know uh, Dominique Fishback starred in um, Judas and the Black Messiah, yeah. um, which is highly, highly nominated throughout this uh, this award season. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the play either, um, but that is top of my list besides Minari. So getting on all of it. Got to see that. Yeah. Got to see that. And gotta got to see that. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, just got a couple weeks. Got to knock them all out. Oof, oof. Uh, fu- Finally, in this section, on Thursday, Off-Broadway's Signature Theater announced that Ivan Ediberry will become the company's new director of artistic programs. She has previously worked with Joe's Pub, the Public Theater, the Civilians, the National Queer Theater, Playwrights Horizons, and many, many more. Seriously, Yay. looking through her um, her resume is like, holy crap, what has she done? She's amazing. Yeah, she's yeah, great. She's a Fulbright, was... she's, yeah, she's a Fulbright International Scholar. Um, she received the 2019 Mark O'Donnell Prize awarded by the Actors Fund and Playwrights Horizons for emerging uh, anomalous theater artists. She's done so much. She's a Nigerian-American um, from Brooklyn. Uh, I don't really know what the difference is between the director of artistic programs and the artistic director, who is That's Paige Evans. Um, but whatever it is, like I just, I'm very happy to see the signature, which has always been a very... Yeah. Um, 
interesting company in terms of what they program, yeah. bringing in more unique and and exciting artists. Exactly. Very, very excited to see the work that she's going to do with Signature and uh, just brilliant and clearly going to be a good move for them based on the work that yeah. she's done previously. Yeah, just such great stuff. All right, Ashley, let's wrap up the show today with some feel-good recommendations. And it is very clear that they are starting to begin the advertising push for this summer's hottest movie musical, In the Heights. Variety has this huge story about uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and John Chu um, working to get this movie uh, made. It has obviously been delayed uh, a whole year because of the pandemic, but I've spoken many times about my love for this uh, for this musical, and I'm very much excited to see what the uh, what the film will look like. Rebecca Rubin um, wrote this story, and it's a great, great read. And then also, there is a companion video that they did in which John and Lynn um, did like trivia about each other and about in the Heights. It was very fun. Um, highly, highly recommend those, especially for those of you that are. Uh, our Heights fans, and it's just starting the buildup. We're going to have about two, two and a half months of excitement as we get ready for this musical to finally be released. I'm so excited for this movie. I've been so excited for so long. I'm so excited about it, and I love the musical so much. I actually got um, like reopening emails today from like Alamo Draft House, and the first yeah. thing I thought about was, oh, I can see in the Heights. There. <laughs> <laughs> I was so yeah, excited. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is, is that like, this is one of those things where Warner Brothers is supposedly, as of now, although there's been some talk that they might change these things, releasing their movies on HBO Max yeah. at the same time as they're releasing them in theaters. And we know that this moved up a week, um, due to some, you know, release schedules. Uh, but like this for me is the first thing that I would actually consider going to For a movie sure. theater to see, especially sure. because Black Widow got pushed to July. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, God. Well, it was supposed to come out in May, <laughs> so I would have thought about going to see that, um, especially um, before Disney announced that it would also be on Disney Plus when it was released as, in, in July as well. So I don't know what I'm going to do with either of those. I will obviously be fully vaccinated and have waited the two weeks or whatever um, for yeah. the full efficacy, as you reminded everybody at the beginning of the show. But I like, I think I want to see those movies on the big screen. So I don't know if I'll see for them, sure. but I'm very, very tempted to do it. Oh, I'm going to go see it. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I expect, right. uh, you know, I, uh, Alamo Draft House, which is where I see, cause I've got the AMC membership, which I use mm -hmm. as like my monthly, I'm going to go see a thousand movies, you know, in the before times. But Alamo Draft House is where I would like see movies that I really wanted like the full experience of. So I think the last thing I saw was maybe Parasite there. A perfect Ooh. movie. I know. So, um, for like the second or third time. But nice. Um, Alamo Draft House, like their seats are in twos anyway. So if you're not going with somebody, you're already like socially distanced. And I tend to go see movies at like 10 in the morning just because of my job. Right. Yeah. Uh, so perfect. I'll do it. I'm there. I'm there for it. the heights. <laughs> you know that the three of us will be having a review roundtable about that of as soon as it is out. Of course so. we will be. Very excited. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today and this week on Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can the peeps find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at New. No, this is Ashley. 
Don't forget the great and hilarious Julie Halston on this week on Broadway. You can listen to that interview being recorded live and submit questions for the conversation at patreon.com slash broadwayradio and broadwayradio.com slash patreon. Everybody have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Get the shot if you can. And we look forward to talking to you on Monday. Uh